There we are. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. And, oh, I don't know, we had probably, I don't know, maybe an inch of snow or something, maybe two, who knows. Whatever, it's wet and it's heavy, So it's, but it mostly is cleared already. So that's good. Um, let's see. Today our catechesis will continue in Genesis 42 and uh, with Joseph and his brothers and the uh, call to repentance, right? More on that in a moment. You uh, also can watch last evening's Divine Service for the Confession of St. Peter. The sermon is available as a podcast or as a separate video on YouTube. So you can go find that if you just want to check out the sermon. Uh, I'll link those up as well in the weekly email. And if you haven't subscribed to our weekly email, it's not hard to do so. Uh, just go to our website listed down below, scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see the uh, subscribe form there. It might also pop up for you, depending on what you have your pop-up settings as on your browser. All right. So there's opportunity uh, to receive uh, links and, uh, well, full text of the sermons, uh, Sunday sermons anyway, I write those out. Wednesday sermons, I tend to uh, preach extemporaneously. So there we go. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse. Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. 1 Peter 3, verse 18. Our psalm this week is Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. There we go. Good. Our uh, catechism for the week. Sacrament of Holy Baptism. How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this Word of God in the water. For without God's Word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the Word of God, it is a baptism, that is, a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, 
so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. All right. <clears throat> Greetings, oh, Don and Karen. Um, international legends, I guess, myths and legends, or travelers anyway. <laughs> Gus and Eileen as well. Yeah, I think uh, Plymouth got a few more inches than we did here, probably. I think it went mostly north. Uh, Vicky also says, checking in on uh, YouTube. Got uh, Karen there on Facebook. Michael's on YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, Vicky, you're going to drive drive into the snow. So give it a little bit so that it can uh, they can clear the roads, right? Enjoy your enjoy your trip for your birthday, right? Good. Our first reading today is from John chapter seven. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee. For he did not want to walk in Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret, while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come. But your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify of it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. When he had said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. All right, so uh, John really has the rejection of Jesus uh, front and center, um, right, as we talked about, immediately following the the feeding of the 5,000, by the Sea of Capernaum, right? Then his catechesis on that miracle, many um, now stopped following him. Now his disciples encourage him to go and uh, pick up some more followers or to uh, gather the disciples that are following after his word down in uh, Judea. But um, he reluctantly says no, right? Because my time has not yet come. This is the, uh, well, it's a lovely confession of God's foreknowledge. <clears throat> but also the, his uh, providence that he is uh, preparing actually all the events of history for the purpose of saving his people from their sins. We don't think of history that way. We think of all these happen chance um, incidents that are occurring. But as we see in the Joseph narrative, so we also see in the life of Jesus that actually God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right? And so he says, my time has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. It will come. And of course, we know the hour of his death. And he'll say so, uh, as I quoted in the sermon on Sunday, uh, John 17, right? Uh, now the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Right? Uh, but at this point, no, right? Uh, and the other aspect in John, of course, is that it's the word um, that does the thing, whether it convicts of sin or raises to new life, right? Word attached to water, word attached to the gifts of, of the manna from heaven, uh, word attached to healing, and of course, the word attached to his suffering and death. So uh, that's why he begins, John's gospel begins, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right? It is about the word. Uh, what And what word, right? Um, Jesus comes to his disciples after he rises from the dead as they are huddled uh, behind closed doors. And in John's gospel, he comes and says, peace to you, right? The word of forgiveness, that word of peace that brings peace between God and man, ultimately. All right. Uh, of course, they're concerned about the signs, and the signs do testify to who he is and what he's come to do, and who, you know, um, and also uh, actually who we are in him as well, or what we, what gifts we receive. Um, but the sign 
is only as good as the word that's attached to it. All right. So again, it's about the word. Uh, and so it is with J- uh, Jacob and Joseph, right? Joseph is going to become a preacher to his brothers, the brothers who sinned against him, right? It's not an easy vocation. It actually brings him grief as well, as we see uh, Joseph's reaction to the words that he's given to speak to his brothers. All right. We'll see you later, Don. Enjoy your trip. So, um, Genesis chapter 42. When Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? And he said, Indeed, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to that place and buy for us there, that we may live and not die. So, Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, Lest some calamity befall him. And the sons of Israel went to buy grain among those who journeyed, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now, Joseph was governor over the land, and it was he who sold to all the people of the land. So, Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Then he said to them, Where do you come from? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. So, Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Then Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said to him, No, my lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. But he said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, Your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. In fact, the youngest is with our father today, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I spoke to you, saying, You are spies. In this manner you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother, and you shall be kept in prison, that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh surely you are spies. So he put them all together in prison three days. And then Joseph said to them the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house, but you go and carry grain for the famine to your houses, and bring your youngest brother to me, so your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. They said, Then they said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Did we not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy? And you would not listen? Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter. And he turned himself away from them and wept. Then he returned to them again and talked with them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. All right, quite the story. Um, Quite a bit of intensity here of of, of drama, all right? And uh, so it begins. All right, um, Jacob, we're, we're back in Canaan, right? Jacob sees that there's no grain in Egypt, so he exhorts his sons to go down to Egypt and buy some food there so that they might live. Who went down to Egypt then? 
Yeah, 10 brothers. Interesting, right? Um, who stayed behind? Benjamin, right? Um, because Jacob is worried that some calamity might befall him. It is interesting that even after the Joseph experience, well, Jacob doesn't know the whole story, but um, you know that he's still showing favoritism to the sons of, of Rachel, now to Benjamin. But there it is. All right, so the, the brothers um, travel. I gave you a map here at the beginning. You can see it's quite a trip. And they have to go all the way through Philistia, um, through the um, the wilderness up north, right, um, to get to Goshen or ultimately to to Egypt, right. All right. So, uh, what do the brothers do when they meet Joseph? Yeah, they bow down to him with their faces to the ground, fulfilling, of course, the word way back in Genesis thirty-seven, right at the beginning of the Joseph narrative. Uh, with Joseph's dreams, right? That he had about the sheaves bowing down and the stars falling down, right? Uh, So now, of course, um, he recognizes what's going on here. How did Joseph speak to his brothers? Uh, He recognizes them, but he acts as a stranger to them, verse 7, and speaks roughly to them, right? Like he did, as if he didn't know them. Of course, did they know him? No, they didn't, all right? Um, Joseph repeatedly calls them spies, right? So he is, uh, hmm. I mean, is it a lie that they're spies? In one sense, yes. In one sense, no. Um, They they haven't come to steal or to to spy out whether or not they could conquer this land or something. All right. But in another sense, uh, spies are those who rely upon lies, right? They live a life, uh, they live a life of a lie. Their lives are lived by lies, I should say. Um, you might think of uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's famous statement, right? His essay um, here in America, actually, live not by lies, live not by lies, right? These men are living by lies. So in a sense, then they are spies, right? Double agents, if you like. Um, But that's not how they describe themselves. They say to him, uh, we are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. Not exactly true, as far as being honest. They had lied to their father, right? All right. Um, what do the brothers then reveal in 13? A little more detail, right? There's not just 10 of us. There are 12 of us, or were rather. One is uh, at home and one is no more. Ironically, they're talking to him, of course. <laughs> All right. Um, so you can see um, Joseph visiting on them um, the sins that they committed against him, Right. This is what God does with us, right? He puts, he, he multiplies our sins against us, right? Sin increases sin, according to uh, Old Testament and New, right? So that they experience the kind of things that they put Joseph through. So, uh, by their actions. So he puts them into prison, right? Um, until the young, one of them goes and brings back the youngest, all right? Of course, he wants to meet his brother uh, whom he loves, Right? So he puts them all into prison for three days. And then what new test is proposed on the third day? Um, Only one of the brothers should stay in prison. The rest go back with grain, right? And uh, for the starving households, and then bring back the youngest brother. So after three days, um, there's some mercy here for them. But notice what Reuben says, right? We are guilty concerning our brother, namely Joseph, 
We saw the anguish of his soul. We pleaded with us. We would not hear. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. This is a consequence from God for what they had done to Joseph. He's making the connection, right? Even though he doesn't know it's Joseph, Joseph is the one who's been uh, preaching and applying the law to them in this way. Uh, but he has recognized the guilt concerning their brother Joseph. It's been brought um, to the front of his conscience, if you like. And, you know, as the law demands, um, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, blood for blood, right? Think Cain and Abel. So now that blood is being required of them. They will surely die because of what they did to their brother, gave him over to death. Uh, ironically, of course, Joseph understood them, even though he was using an interpreter, speaking of some kind of Egyptian, right? Um, but he uh, turns away from them and weeps, right? So uh, this is why I pointed out that in a preaching of the law, we talked about this in Bible class on Sunday, um, it brings no joy uh, to the one given to preach the law. Um, it doesn't bring any joy to God. It doesn't bring joy to us either, those of us in the preaching office, to actually reveal people's sins to them or to multiply sin against them. Um, same thing with, oh, I don't know, the most probably one of the more severe judgments of the law would be to uh, exclude someone from the Lord's Supper for a time, or in, or even more dramatically, uh, from the Christian congregation until they repent, right? Uh, but this is, uh, it's necessary, even if it it, it brings no joy, and it's actually an incredible burden, and you can see that burden weighing on Joseph here. Um, they need to know the guilt of their sin for the sake of repentance and then forgiveness and reconciliation, right? But without the law, there can be no forgiveness, right? That's actually to make a mockery of forgiveness, to forgive the one who is unrepentant, right? But who brings to repentance, right? Is it themselves, or rather, is it not God who's bringing them to repentance through all the actions, including the famine, all right? Joseph chooses Simeon to stay behind, not Reuben, but Simeon, all right? Simeon is the second oldest, right? He didn't choose Reuben, and I think it's because of Reuben's confession here, um, but also Reuben had saved his life, remember, when he had been thrown into the pit, Reuben was seeking um, to rescue him. All right. Through the words and actions of Joseph, God broke the hardened hearts of his brothers as they were, were driven to admit their sins against their brother. Joseph behaved in the gracious way of God who kills that he might make us alive. Joseph preached the harsh word of the law to reveal their sin to them, that they might then cling to the gospel. Joseph did not desire harm for his brothers any more than does God who treats us harshly, that we may learn to believe in his grace and mercy even when we do not see it. Just as Christ was buried and rose again on the third day, so Joseph, his brothers, and each Christian is called to trust that God will raise us up even from death itself to receive the inheritance purchased for us by the blood of Christ. All right. I don't remember what we sang yesterday. Let's sing, uh, yeah, we started on three yesterday. Let's sing uh, one, two, and five. All right, one, two, and five today. Songs of thankfulness and praise, Jesus. 
us, Lord, to Thee we raise, manifested by the star, to the sages from afar. Branch of royal David's stem, in Thy birth at Bethlehem, anthems be to Thee our trust, God in man made Manifest at Jordan Street, Prophet, Priest, and King Supreme. In a wedding cast, in thy Godhead manifest. Manifest in power divine, changing water into wine. Anthems be to thee address. God in man made manifest. Five. Grant us grace to see thee, Lord, present in thy holy word. Grace to imitate thee now, and be pure as pure art thou. Might become like thee, at thy great epiphany, and may praise thee, ever blessed, God in man made manifest. Very good. Uh, don't believe we have a commemoration today. Let me confirm. Be confident here. Nope. So, we'll continue with the Collect for the week. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, you teach us that the Word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your word in the water, that every blessing of baptism may be ours. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray today for the church and her pastors for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, musicians, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray today in Thanksgiving with Arabella, who celebrates birthday. She didn't tell me that. Well, she's downstairs. I'll have to go find her. <laughs> we'll also pray for the households of our church today with Joseph and Andrea, Garrett and Jenny, Randy, Doug, and Nicole, John and Diana, and Alan. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, and Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, and Merlin, Heidi, and Dick. Our homebound Ed, Paul, and Pauline. Pray for our missions and mercy work, especially that of the urban ministries of our district. And we pray for our relatives and benefactors. 
For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, a joy to be with you today, uh, and as well as every day. Uh, let's see, like I said, you can go and watch last night's service if you've missed it, or um, tomorrow's, excuse me, or the sermon, I should say, as a separate video. Tomorrow we'll be with you again at 9 a.m. Um, we're not going to uh, have the same series of readings. We're going to take a little break because school's out tomorrow. Not for summer, just for the day. <laughs> so uh, rather than the children missing one of our readings, of course, we'll... Uh, take a little break and we'll come back to it. So uh, with that, uh, I hope to see you tomorrow. Lord be with you all. Stay safe, drive safe, and God be with you. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.